What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We are finally done with the two-week commentating marathon uh, with Teen and Junior Nats, Kalita Nats High School Nats, and Game Day Barbell Open. Both meets, incredible, incredible experiences. We're going to get the episode of Frat Nats soon, possibly on Thursday. Um, but we were in Austin for Game Day Barbell Open, and Steve and I were like, this is a good opportunity to talk about Powerlifting America because we were busy in the two weeks, and we couldn't really do a proper preview show. And we're like, all right, we're in person. Let's actually do the recap of it. And it was a pretty good episode. We actually enjoyed ourselves here um, talking about Powerlifting America Nationals. Storylines definitely came up from the meet. Uh, we gave our opinions on the meet. Um, a couple stories, uh, funny stories that happened at the meet itself. But we really tried to cover the battles, uh, major storylines, and also going forward into IPF Worlds where America is standing a pretty stacked team. And, you know, we are hoping to see a... American victory at IPF Worlds. Um, talk about all sessions, sessions one, two, and three. Really uh, went deep into the the biggest battles um, with the 69 kilo weight class, uh, 93 kilo weight class, and of course Jesus Jesus Oliveira's massive performance. So we saved that towards the end of the episode and really just talked about what that means for the sport and you know early candidate for lifter of the year, um, possibly getting there to the greatest powerlifting performance of all time. Um, greatest feat of strength of all time in powerlifting. It's it's all there for Jesus, and he really capped off a, a highlight performance of a weekend that was, you know, kind of, you know, just a little bit of a showcase meet going into um, IPF Worlds. We promised that the Frat Nats episode is coming, but um, just want to give you guys a heads up for that. Before we get into this episode, we've got to talk to you guys about Left Floor Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leftfloorbros.com and get yourself the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport. They were the head sponsor of Game Day Barbell. So many people were in the comp team. So many people were in their gear. And I could see why. It's incredible. You look good. You look good on the platform if you wear Left Floor Bros because they got comp tees. You look good off the platform because they have a whole lot of other merchandise that'll make you look good in the gym, outside of the gym. They're a triple threat. They will always make you look good. And also they give back to the community. They're so good to the power of the community. I'm proud to be a part of them. And also, if that's not enough, you know, they have their USAPL brand, but also one of our new athletes, Big Chief Lugo, won 120 kilo weight class at Power of America. He is going to go to Worlds. We have Leflar Bros all over the world right now. He's going to be in South Africa rocking Leflar Bros merchandise, and, you know, we're global now. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. That's 2WL15 to save yourself money on the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport, making you look good from head to toe. No exaggeration there. Also, go to lift.net and get yourself some stoic gear. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is best. It is quality, and I'm seeing a lot more people wear it. That means they're starting to catch on. They understand that stoic has the best powerlifting gear in the sport right now. They look great, but also it's affordable too. You're not just paying for a logo. You're not just paying for the brand name. You're paying for quality when you get Stoic. And also they're up and up to cut their, their colorways. The navy blue looks fantastic. It matches a lot of different platform and, uh, platform attire, gym attire. Also, it just feels great. It's affordable and it can also be more affordable if you use that promo code Angelo10. Use that promo code Angelo10 to save yourself some money at desk, uh, at checkout, whether you get singlets, Knee sleeves, wrist wraps, belts, anything. Use that promo code ANGELO10. Also, power lifters, you don't eat healthy. Eat healthier. Go to Freshly.com and use promo code ANGAFF. 
to save yourself some money. You can save up to like $45, I think, at checkout if you use that promo code. Because, let's face it, you guys have pre-workout meals that just aren't good. You have post-workout meals that just aren't good. Stop drinking a gallon of Fairlife and start eating actual food that's solid, that has vitamins in it, that has vegetables in it, that has meat in it, that has carbs in it. Use promo code AngAFFFreshly.com. Make sure you're doing that. Also, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a five-star rating also on Spotify. They have those now. And follow us on Spotify. And also subscribe on the website, twowhitelights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Oh baby, I like it more. Yeah, baby, I like it more. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodge of Brooklyn squad. Who take the love, he's on the score. Rain on the college ass, this don't come. Well, you need And as promised, we are here in Austin, Texas, both of us in the same room doing our first in-person podcast. Yeah, I sound really oh, good on I, this. Uh, yeah, I was, going, I was very I'm, afraid you were going to do this. I'm going straight for Steve out of the dark. <laughs> this is the first time anyone's heard my voice this crystal clear. So Yeah, you're you're right about that. I'm already regretting this decision. Of, yeah, uh, doing... I, don't, I, I might have to do this the entire podcast. <laughs> Turn it into. Fuck. I I was really looking forward to this. Now I forgot that this is what you do the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all right, I'll get normal. I'll get, <laughs> I, I can't promise I'll be normal the whole no, time. No, don't yeah, No, just uh, certain weight classes. Let's just use that voice. All right. All right. <laughs> and make sure you pick the guys' weight classes because we don't want to get canceled. Well, it's not about canceling. I want to go home to my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that's that I care a lot more about my wife than I do about uh getting canceled. Um so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the yeah. Steve after dark uh, it, voice. It's been a it's been an incredibly busy week for two white lights. So here's what we're doing right now. We're gonna recap PLA Nats, which that's what they're calling it, right? It's a PLA no, or PA. It's AMP. What the, God damn it. Why yeah. would they fucking we're, do we're this? We're going to me? PA or PLA. We're not changing that. But Bitch. in open IPF, their acronym is AMP. Which I don't even know what that stands for. Yeah, that's it's powerlifting America. It's it Amer- what the fuck? I think fuck? I think it's America powerlifting. I I don't know. It's AMP because I think they were trying to not do the PA acronym because of possible. I'm gonna guess this is just complete guessing. Um, I'm gonna guess that the IPF wanted to stay away from a PA acronym since uh, PA may be something that is run by a certain Robert Wilkes that they are not very fond of. Ah, all right, makes sense. I think that makes sense. That's why they're staying away from that. That's makes my guess. Sense. That's that my makes guess. sense actually. Uh, nope. Yeah. Okay. Well, AMP. Well, no, we're doing PLA Nats. Yeah, we're going PLA. PA, PA Nats, PLA Nats, uh, part of the American Nationals. We're gonna recap this. Um, we are going to recap uh, teen high, collegiate. Are a teen high school collegiate junior nationals next week. We need to organize that because it's just a huge meet, and we have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we were thinking about doing that tonight, but then we talked about, it, like, there's so many sessions, so many weight classes. Yeah. Um, we have no research on it, and I don't think and, that's going to And let's face it, we're looking forward more to that because we were actually there. This is why, yeah. I mean, so Chance, if you're listening, which you are, I know you are, this is why we weren't able to do a fucking preview for uh, – 
Power of the American Nats is because we were <laughs> commentating collegiate Nats all of last week. And, well, and teen. Yeah, you were and at teen, teen the whole I was time. doing teen Nats, and we really didn't even have – I had time to train, and that's about it. All my food was consumed either in a bar or my car. Yes. Um, and then in between lifts at um, certain sessions that we were commentating. Yeah, it was legit 16-hour days. I mean – this we, we just got done with the game day barbell. Yeah, and, and then also yeah, that, this is why we're in Austin, by the way, because we just commentated a uh, game day barbell open, which was amazing. That was a vacation compared to yes, CNET oh, because God. we're it talking so four platforms. Uh huh. I mean, sixteen hour days. Mm-hmm. You, you can't ever stop paying attention because literally, I mean, we got the deadlifts at CNAS. It was, I mean, there were sometimes every five seconds someone was pulling for a win or pulling for placing. Yeah, there was battles all over the place. Or we're talking about... Quip lifter almost dying by dumping a bar. Mm-hmm. It was... Or Matthew Weisberg. Or, yeah, him. Matthew Weisberg. Like, we had to stop all of our attention just to watch his deadlifts. I don't think but. anything will ever compare to trying to commentate CNATs or... I, I don't know how CNATs was. Yeah, but. I don't think... I don't think I'll... In my commentating career, one, I'll commentate that many lifters. That was a PR set. I think it was well over a 1,000 lifters. And uh, probably, yeah, probably like 1,500 lifters. I think there was a few sessions I had yeah, off that had 100. Getting, we wouldn't eat all day, and we'd finish yeah. at 1130 at night. So that's why we couldn't get the preview. Then we're here in Austin commentating game day barbell. I mean, are we the most busy fucking podcast? I think so. Sport? Yeah, I think we are the most busy podcast. I mean, we literally turn stuff down because, I mean, I can't travel. You can travel a little yeah. bit more than me, but, like, I'm done for a while. I can't I Yeah, can't I this. think the next time I'm commentating will be nationals. Yeah. Which, that's gonna, that's still going to be a lot of work. But, yeah, this, this, uh, this whole... I don't even know when I started commentating. It was – what date was that? I don't know. Sometime in 2017. March, yeah. March 22nd? March 22nd, 2017. Yeah, so it's March 23rd, and it's now April 3rd, April 4th when you guys get this. Five years later. Yeah. It's it's a lot. So that was from March 22nd till now. I've been commentating and doing stuff, and really we haven't had an episode since our preview. I'm really looking forward to the Frat Nats pre, uh, recap and Junior Nationals recap because we have a lot to talk about. We were amped. We loved the competition so much, and also collegiate powerlifting. That was awesome. But um, I think Powerlifting America deserves a bit of a recap. I was there, actually. Yeah, you got to hang out there a little bit. I mean, the last two days we haven't been able to do much other than uh, we've checked out most of the main lists. I think mm-hmm. the only thing I missed yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we were bit, commentating during game day as well. But so. Yeah, but we've been coming back and kind of watching the main list on the live stream. We couldn't watch it live or really watch the whole thing, so we didn't have time. But yeah. I think the only thing I missed a little bit was day two, session one, because I think that's off. I, there must be a copyright thing. It's not lo- – I couldn't find it on YouTube when I wanted to go oh, try it. Oh, they're going through the same issues then. I, I wanted to try and go – some of the USAPLs, collegiate nationals, and T nationals are off. Yeah, I watched some of the dead lists, but I didn't get to see the squats and bench from that session. But mm-hmm. the rest of it, I think, seemed – most of the main list. I mean, there's some storylines here. We obviously got some world teams being built. Yeah. Um, we had some really good performances. Um, we have some storylines in the sense of, uh, I mean, we knew that there was going to be some sandbagging. Um, yeah. A lot of people. A were lot. Gonna... I mean, the, the, there was a few battles there that kind of saved, like, the weekend. But it was it was a lot of, I mean, if they didn't sandbag, it would have been stupid. Yeah. Like, it, if you went all out for no reason, it's, it's a bad idea because, I want USA to fucking sweep the men's side, which they won't because of 59s, but I want USA to sweep the men's side on, uh, at when IPF rolls, rolls around. Like, yeah. That's my goal. So I'm like, guys, no, 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 no. Like, I know the battle is going to happen in 93, but guys, like, keep it in. <laughs> keep it. I want you to win. I don't want you to blow your load eight weeks out from the meet. Yeah. 
And just looking at the meat, I think a lot of people were surprised. It was it was well done. I mean, it, it's not comparable, nor do I think they're trying to compare themselves to like a, a USAPL Raw Nationals. No, totally different, totally different feel. Not even trying. I mean, yeah. this was more of like an IPF feel, but kudos in the sense that two, bi- two big things really helped them. One, SBD, Pete Spence, I believe, ran that live stream. Oh, uh, Spicy did. Cajun Fries was there, too. The Spicy Cajun Fries? Okay. Yeah. They did a really good he, job on that He was there, and I'm like, I'm like, when I saw him and Pete there, I'm like, all right. They did a very solid job on that. And then Alico provided a great venue. I mean, I, I was I was pretty confident of that. I mean, Alico, yeah. obviously, I mean, the fantastic. meet we were just commentating, we just saw how great Alico was. Yeah, that just was having it decked out in Alico. It's, it's, it, there's nothing better. That's no. my game days, my, my gym in Texas that I no. like to go to. Brand new Alico equipment. It can't be beat. That's the mm. best things out there, so... Uh, the live yeah. stream was beautiful, though. I yeah. was very happy with the live stream. Um, they did a really good job with that. I think it was professionally done. I really liked what they did with um, the uh, some of the interviews that they did. Um, I think with Ryan talking, I, I didn't really get to see all of it, but there was this interviews, and it looked like you were watching a professional sports sporting event. And I know Pete probably used some of the e-gaming sort of stuff in there, too, mm-hmm. and that's you know his forte, and I know Pete is – Excellent with that kind of stuff. So yep, and I think something that helps it too, and kind of like the remembrance of it is, I feel like each day successively got better. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to talk about it, but I mean, straight up highlight of the meet, Jesus Alvarez. Yeah, I'm going to uh, look back, and that's going to. I mean, arguably, I mean, we're going to talk about the actual total he got, um, but one of the greatest performances of all time, mm-hmm. and I, I can only see maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if someone can beat that. Obviously, dot score, IPF, IPF score. Currently, wise. he's going to dominate. Like, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but he's going to dominate that division. Mm-hmm. And we kind of called it last year, but yeah. yeah. I mean, this meet was—I don't say unexpected, but I mean, he he did even better than I think people I was imagined. In, I was kind of expecting it, but it was. I mean, I was ex- yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come yeah, back to we'll, it because we'll, we'll probably do. I mean, this whole episode is going to be probably about those. Two or three big, big storylines. Yeah. Um, but I went to Powerlifting American Nationals. You did. I did. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went to Powerlifting American Nationals. Um, we were in town for game day. I wanted to check it out, see what it's like. You know, we cover powerlifting. We cover all of powerlifting. We're not a USAPL podcast. We're not an IPF podcast. Yeah, notice we do rip on the USAPL, too. Yeah, but please, yeah, everyone's listening, which I know there's a lot of people. We do have episodes about the USAPL where we criticize them quite a bit, actually. Where we thought um, we were going to get canceled. Yeah, and, you know, and the USAPL has been cool about it. And, you know, we work very closely with the USAPL. And, we're US, and we have to, we obviously a bias towards the USAPL. Yeah. Because of that, like, we're both in it, we're both members of it, and we both compete there. Our athletes compete there, but... I still follow powerlifting, and all those lifters were former USAPL lifters, right? So I'm, I want to see them compete. Um, I actually really want to see Taylor Atwood compete in person. I've never seen Taylor Atwood compete in person. The times that I've had is either the day before where I'm competing and I couldn't watch him, which is 2019 Nats, or he was competing at the same time as me. That was the only time. So it was cool to see him lift in person. Like, I don't know how someone could bench that way. Um and I just wanted to see it, you know, like how the setup was going to be, what the feel was going to be, the atmosphere. Does is Taylor ha- Atwood's hair actually better than yours? No, it's not. I mean, I see him in nationals. It's not his. Yeah, it's different in action. Standing yes. photos is no. one thing, but how does it hold up it's, in the middle of a? He's meet? got a good hair, a head of hair, but his hair follicles are not as good as mine. Now I just, you know, whatever. My hairstyle is in a hairstyle. It's just a hair, but no, like we're not even going to discuss this. Weez has better hair than Taylor Atwood. We had this discussion at Frat Nats. 
Yeah, sorry, he does. How many people? How many people are having the Taylor Atwood haircut? Zero. And how many people have the Weez haircut? Forty million. I don't know. Every everyone everyone minus the females at at Fretnats had the Weez haircut. And well, there were some females stalking him, so they weren't too far. Oh off. yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't. Taylor Atwood, you're you know, no one's cutting your hair that hair in that way. And I'm not saying no no one's cutting their hair in my way, but we're getting off on a bit of a tangent. So I got there, and I've. So I got there and I sat next to uh Delaney and Gavin, Aiden and uh, Amanda Lawrence, you know. I know them. All guests on Two White Lights before. So about like 10 minutes in, a gentleman came up to me and was like, "Um, you're Angelo, correct?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "Can I talk to you outside for a second? So I turned to Delaney. I was like, oh, I guess I got in trouble already. Because I was, like, thinking in the back of my mind, like, it's going to be a lot of playful jokes. I'm going to see Pete. I'm going to look at him like, <laughs> guess who's here? The USAPL guy. Um, and then everyone out, like Ryan Lapidat too, same thing. Everyone there is, like, kind of knows my bias towards the USAPL, but also still go to powerlifting meets. So I was like, wait, this is – like, why am I getting cold outside? Maybe, maybe they want me to commentate some shit. Who knows? So I was walking – and then I'm like, it feels like I'm in trouble right now. And um, the gentleman walking, I had to, like, get his name. He's like, excuse me, sir. I'm like, I never introduced myself or you never introduced yourself to me. I'm like, uh, have, we, have we met before? He's like, oh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm Robert Keller <laughs> of uh, President of Policy America. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I know your name. I'm like, I, I just never met you in person. Um and, uh, yeah, so he talked to me outside. He's like, you know, there's, you know, some issues that you, like, I, there's some issues that are being raised with you being here. And it's particularly your comments that were sent to me on, uh, your commentary from teen high school collegiate junior nets. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's a lot of hours of commentary. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't doubt that I said something stupid or wrong or incorrect or, you know, maybe through a jab at powerlifting America. And also, if you listen to two white lights episodes, yeah, there's gonna be something in there. Um, you said it, not me. I never. Yeah, said this is no, this is all me. No, yeah, yeah, I've this never is, said this anything. is all. This is always all me. But yes. Um, so, uh, so the clip that he bought up um, is he said, uh, was like I thought, I thought some of the comments he made were rather unprofessional and uncalled for. I'm like, I honestly, I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, okay, I'm like I, let me listen to him. Like I got, I got to see what, got to see what they are and. Uh, so, Marshall, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, let's make sure those mics are off next time we do a commentary for USAPL Nationals or any sort of USAPL meet. Because they got a hot mic of me just kind of joking around about powerlifting America. And, you know, and, and the thing is I wasn't in trouble. They weren't kicking me out. He wanted to talk, and it was a good conversation. Um, we'll get into the details of the conversation, but it was a really good one. We talked for about 35, 40 minutes. Um he, you know, he opened himself up for questions about Powerlifting America, which I asked a lot of them, and, you know, I have a lot more information about Powerlifting America now. It was a good discussion, though. So nothing bad was there, and, you know, I was I was like, am I getting kicked out? What's going on? He's like, no, no, absolutely not. He's like, we're actually happy that you're here. Um, so, yeah, that was that. But part of, like, for five seconds, I was like, I'm, dude, this is actually happening. I thought it was a joke that I was going to get kicked out of here, but... I'm not, and everyone was great there. I mean, I don't think I don't think I have any ill because they're all USAPL lifters. No, they're like, all people we are friends with and enjoy to an extent, yeah. But like, it's um, yeah, they were. I mean, I was there to watch them. You know what I mean? So, and really, then the, kind of getting the feel, of the atmosphere of the room, and all that stuff. It's like it was very intimate. You know, they had booths set up, but it was it wasn't a it wasn't a raw nationals where it's hectic. 
where it's kind of a party. Raw Nationals reminds me of a party. That one wasn't. It was like an Olympic trial almost. And really talking to Robert Keller, there's, I think, that difference in uh, philosophies. It sounds like when he, like when we're talking, the Olympics is the thing to do. And to me, pro organizations is the thing to do. And that's what we talked about with the IPF and the USAPL. Olympics is one thing, and the pro organization is the other thing. So that's what I feel. Like, I want it to be more like a UFC fight or a, a football game. Yeah. And they want it to be more of like the Olympic trials. Which is very American of us, but we, yeah, we're of American. Course. Yeah, I mean, I'm always like, do we have monster trucks? Can we have monster trucks at USAPL? If we're going to lean into the uh, Americanism of, of it, we got to – can we make it bigger? Can we get Eric Boog there, Boogs there? Yes, do he it. He needs to commentate. Mm-hmm. He needs to do the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah on, a, on an electric guitar. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, that was that was the feel of it, and it was really like if I said something, like people turned around and looked at me. I'm like, oh, I can't really speak that loud because everyone could hear everything I'm saying. Like when lifters were about to lift, it got very quiet. I don't think there was any music there, was there? No. Okay. So it was very, it was very IPF like, um, which is what to expect, and that's kind of what the meet was to me. It was, it was. I mean, it's very clear what Powerlifting America is. It's so people can compete in the IPF. And that's what it was. People there wanted to compete in the IPF. Um, you do nationals for different reasons in the USAPL. I mean, a lot of people obviously were there at USA Nationals, or Raw Nats, to compete for Worlds. But, I mean, people are very realistic about themselves. They didn't think, like, if you're ranked 20th, you're not going to get to Worlds. Mm-hmm. So you're there for the time. You're there for, you know, fun, hit some PRs, and have a good time, have a good week, maybe a vacation. So there's just a little bit of difference there. Um, but the day I went, like, Nothing really eventful happened. Um, that was the first session. Taylor Atwood's seemingly hurt. I got to see his bench. I marveled at that, but it wasn't, you know, a, the typical Taylor Atwood performance we're hoping for. I'm hoping he recovers in eight weeks so we can see that type of meet, so we can just drop another nuke. I love, I know, I love uh, Atwood's nukes, A bombs. Mm-hmm. I just love them. No, because we don't get to see much because he never posts his heavy stuff on it. Yeah. He, po- he posts what? on Instagram, but he posts his rep work. We, yeah. He always hides the top end stuff as well as yeah, he always hits, he, a, he hits a lot bigger yeah. lifts in the meet anyways than he does in the gym. Is he going to pull 771 <laughs> at IPF Worlds? Who knows? I would like, I mean, I don't put, put it out of his wheelhouse doing anything like that. But, you know, it, he does seem, I mean, it was clear that he's hurt, but he's holding back and there was no reason to go for it. Like, go for anything that day. There was no reason to. Um, He's the best 74 kg lifter in the world. He should hold on to that and then try to take it there at the end. Well, the fact is, I mean, we're going to talk about when we get to Raw Nationals. He totaled 732.5. Which will be one of the top. That would probably be, like, almost top five at Raw Nats this year, mm-hmm. and he sandbagged. Yes. Like, he, no, like, like, the, like probably of all the sandbagging that was going on this weekend, that was the biggest, that was one. The biggest yeah. one. And it's still, like... Some other people hit, like, eight, eight RPE-ish singles. Mm-hmm. He hit, like... Below his last warmups for squat and deadlift, which mm-hmm. again, that's all you need to do. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of was uneventful on the Taylor side, other than seeing that huge bench press. And, and again, like that entire uh, the sixty sixes, though. I mean, I guess that was like the battle I was really looking for. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, right when it got started, it was over. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Robert Eagleman did not have a great meet. Uh, Jonathan Garcia did. He really didn't have to. Well, he well pushed, he, he, well, he, he was squat and bench. He was he was the winner. You know yeah. what I mean? Like his performance was just the winner. And and like, but you you have to compete in a really stacked sixty six kilo weight class in a couple weeks or in eight weeks or something. What ten? What are we eight or nine weeks away? 
when ten, weeks. Epi- ten weeks. Is it when this episode drops? I think it's nine. Okay. Okay. So no, ten, the ten weeks as I say. Okay. Or yesterday. Okay. Whatever. So ten. Yeah, weeks. Either way. Yeah. Ten weeks. Nine weeks. So you, you want to hold it? You want to hold it in? And when he saw the, you know, the competition kind of won, then that goes that battle and that storyline. It, it doesn't really lead up to the expectations that we had for it. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of sucks, though. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted Rodrigo Manzo to win because he got fucked out of worlds the first time. Yeah. Like he got COVID. Or he got he didn't no. literally get COVID. <laughs> he got he got COVID. Yeah, he got COVID. But yeah, he it's so that that really sucked, and I think that's a big letdown. Um, just on his end, I don't know what it is. Like it was a it was a poor performance. I mean, he was just opening up too heavy. I mean, I was looking at some of his gym lifts, and he was it seemingly going for near his best gym lifts. I mean, maybe he's not posting someone. I don't know, but from what I saw, it seemed like his best gym lifts were second attempts. Mm. I don't know, because I remember Raw Nationals was a really rough wake up for him. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he figures it out because he's a terrific lifter and I really want to see him in the spot. Jonathan Garcia, I probably would have picked to win though, because I know how big of a beast Jonathan Garcia is. Yeah. And he won. Um, again, not like not really needing the best performance, but he's going to have to bring his A game now. Yeah. In nine weeks. That is a, that's probably maybe the, aside from the 93s. The biggest weight class that is going to have the biggest, you know, just so see volatile. How, yeah, see how Panna is? I know he's a little hurt, but Joe Jordan, honestly. I mean, he just pulled, like, an RP10 single, which is probably a smart idea. But Like, Jonathan, he... Joe Jordan's a beast. He's actually yes, my favorite right now to win. Jonathan, I don't think he fully unleashed in squats, but he didn't hold back too much because he was in a battle. By, at squats, he was still needing to push it because he hadn't won. Deadlifts though he really sandbagged. Once by deadlifts they knew that they had it and it wasn't it, mm-hmm. it, it was over. So they they sandbagged. I think he I think he maybe had um, thrown out like six ninety ish, like six ninety ish total. Maybe pushing seven if if he if he hit that third squat, which I think I think maybe just got called on depth. I don't think he failed it. Uh, no, I watched that when he got called on depth. Okay, that's what I thought because it wasn't too hard. He's probably probably cl- pushing close to seven, but Joe did that too. Uh, Panna's done that, so yeah. I mean, that's going to be a deep class in the sense of like, there's going to be yeah. three, four. I think there's a there's someone else I'm missing too from over in Europe somewhere. That's kind of in that 700 range. But is yeah. it Eddie? Eddie Berglund? Yeah. He just posted. He just posted up something solid. I don't know if he's doing this weight class again. For some reason, I it feel might like be he 75. might be going out. It might be 74. He, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that's um, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on with him, but yeah, it's, that's going to be a compelling weight class. Yep. Um, let me just talk about Taylor Atwood. You know, 74 kilos. You know, that's I still like with world competitors. I still think a not 100% Taylor Atwood beats them pretty easily. I think oh, he just yeah. goes 775. He wins pretty easily. I mean, he. I mean, if he needed to, he could have probably gotten close to 800 and just been in a little bit of pain. He's, he's so strong. He's the best. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, Heather Connor, 47 yep. kilos. No reason for her to really do anything at this meet, but. Kind of a struggle of a meet still. Yeah, not going, I didn't. I think cramping up on her bench. Did she hit both of her benches? She I just hit her opener at seven. Okay, she so yeah, I saw she timed she timed out one of them and um like went to go and like thank the people, but whatever. And like uh yeah, he like he like thanked the spotters and loaders. Kind of a cool moment, but um the uh yeah like that to me is kind of a struggle. Yeah, I I felt like maybe she had another like I'm I'm again this is hard. Because she wasn't going all out, but I thought maybe she had another five kilos on squat and maybe another five kilos on deads, give or take mm-hmm. a little bit there. That gets her about 412, which is fantastic. 408 is what she did last year at Nationals. 412 would be a PR total. But that that's – she does not 
She's not going into Worlds this year no. as the clear favorite. No, 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 Turbo no. Tiff that's is that's not going to have to travel. battle. Turbo Tiff's not going to – well, they're both going to have to travel these yeah, I mean, South, yeah, South, South Africa, Africa is pretty hard no for one, everyone. No one's going to have an advantage there, really. Um, yeah, she's not a clear favorite there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's definitely – I would put her as a favorite because of the winner, but it's very similar to – like, I like Joe Jordan, 66 kilos. Mm-hmm. I, I like Turbo Tiff right now, just with that momentum. Yeah. So she's what does she total? What did uh, Tiff total? I want to say like four. She, it was in the four tens. I want to say like four fifteen or four eighteen, but I can be I can be wrong on that. I don't have that off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I I, ter, I mean she's just Tiff is just going to have a higher rate of progression right now. She's young. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's just going to be a battle. Heather, I, I mean Heather's multi-time world champion. Uh, I, I not she very much has a great shot at winning but i just don't think she's going in as the as the as the favorite she has in the past mm-hmm. yeah i um i would agree with you this is going to be a battle again i if i was heather connor like i don't want you to put it all out there mm-hmm. that would not be a good idea you need to, like this is one of those meets like we're going to talk to a person who put it all on the table today and it was good that they did that because that is something you have to really be careful on because you are going to be in a fight when uh when worlds comes around, so uh, same thing with Marissa. Enda. Marissa, I would I would put Marissa in on the sandbag list with Taylor. Oh, most most definitely. Um, she missed her third squad on depth. I think bench was on strength. She's always then, had a little bit of problems with depth, yeah, especially deadlift, with IPF deadlift. Type, so uh, ex- I'll explain this deadlift. She very strategically took one fifty and then passed on the next two and really just didn't try on those. She needed three. So uh, the world's teams were being selected based off a of Carpino score. Um, that's basically like some average, I think it's like top five or something average over a certain amount of years of like what the tops, the top, like the average of the top five totals in your weight class to kind of see your competitive in that weight class. The 387.5 was the Carpino score you had to hit at that weight class to get an automatic bid to Worlds. So she hit that on the nail. That's all she was going for. Um, uh, and no more than that. So she got that with that 150 and that was it. So, um, yeah, so there, we really didn't see much from her because she was she was very obviously just eyeing hitting that Carpino score, walking away, um, and then eyeing Worlds in ten weeks. Um, and just one thing, I'll move with the Carpino score. Uh, I had some people reach out that were doing PA Nats that were a little uh, worried about something that happened. Is so uh, if you remember last year, um, in that fifty nine kilo class, we did that fantasy draft, and like half of the people dropped out. I think there was only two people. Yeah. And so one through five, three of those were zero totals because I think there was only two or three people or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So they went and uh, Parallel America went and adjusted the Carpino score down to a pretty darn low total to account for that because they literally accounted for the fact that like third, fourth, and fifth place or something like that had a 75 kilo total yeah. because you're guaranteed to win because there's only two people mm-hmm. or guaranteed to bronze or whatever. Now – Last year was weird. A lot of people didn't show up because of still kind of in the in the the aftermath of COVID. So likely we're gonna have more 59s. But whatever it was, the Carpino score was like insanely low. So uh, Eric Cooperstein, who likely wasn't going to hit the Carpino score needed, he's a Masters two lifter, I believe, um, did hit it and did it by like 50 kilos. So he's going to get a world spot now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some other lifters were not super happy about that. Because that likely means one less alternate spot. Yeah, and the alternate spots are going to be incredibly important in in a country like America where they have an insane crop of lifters. I mean, the Federation is split, and you're still looking at America being the powerhouse of IPF Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. On the women's side, there's definitely debate. I actually would put France up there as a powerhouse, but on the men's side, it's still 
the men. Yeah. Uh, are probably going to be like the overall favorites to win. Um, so yeah, it's, um, that's an important thing to note. As far as I know too, they have not announced how alternates are being chosen. So that is, we'll see on that. We'll, yeah, they got to pick those quick too. Yeah. Uh, I think nominations are due next week. So we'll find out very quickly what they're doing about alternates. But, mm. um, yeah, that's session one. Yeah, is that any, yeah, nothing else in session one? No, we got Heather Connor, Marissa Ender, Inda, Inder. Eric Cooperstein, and then Jonathan Garcia and Taylor Atwood mm-hmm. getting their world spots from session one. Yep. All right, so session two, that was really in the bulk of our um, game day commentary. Yep. But I think it was highlighted around the 93-kilo battle. Chance and Keiko. Well, and First, that well, was the, the second session. Oh, yeah, 69-kilo. So the first, there was two sessions on that day. Mm-hmm. Session one was the 63 and 69 kilo women. Okay. Session two was the 82 and 93 men. So, and so we'll start with that first session. Honestly, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. The best battle of the entire meet was Chelsea Savit. I might be saying that wrong. Yeah, that's the lifter kind of, first, that came out of nowhere, but. First, Kristen Dunsmore, who was her coach? <laughs> That was by that was the only well, I don't want to say chance and uh, Keiko wasn't a battle, but there was only one pull for the win that I know of in all of Powerlifting American Nationals, and it was Kristen Dunsmore to pull for the win over her own client. Um, they both had pretty good meets up until deadlift, and Chelsea she hit her opener. It was, it was kind of kind of hard. She dumped ten kilos and just was stapled to the floor. So she mm-hmm. passed on her third, and then from that, Kristen hit all three deadlifts, pulled two fifteen. Pretty darn well with more in the tank. I think she mm-hmm. probably had 220, 222.5, moved really well there, um, and ended up winning by two kilos. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, re- I mean, really happy for her. Um, and also because of, I mean, she was on Two White Lights and talked about her IPF Worlds appearance and how she had to take token lifts at IPF Worlds. And that's not a good feeling. Going in a world stage and, like, like not being able to lift anything. Yeah, and, and she mentioned in her post today, when she signed up, I don't think Chelsea had signed up, and so Kristen thought she was just going to kind of come in and get mm-hmm. her bid and just – and I, I, I want to see her get her world chance. Yeah, like me, that, well, she didn't get her but chance too, last like, time. That's, that's going to be that's gonna be your meet. Yes. You know? That's um, the meet you get to do. She didn't – she wrote in her post, she didn't think she was going to have to actually peak and train for this meet. She thought mm-hmm. she was just going to kind of roll through it, but then Chelsea signed up, and that really pushed her to the brink. But, I mean, Kristen's got that experience. Um, she's – uh, pulled for that win in 2018 Nationals, being in clutch. She did it again here. Yeah, so, Arnold, too. She had her, herself an amazing meet. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really happy to see that she was able to get that uh, good eight for nine day from her. Um, I know she's still struggling a little bit with injuries, but uh, working with Zach from Data Driven Strength mm-hmm. got her on the right track right now. So yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was good to see, and that was a that was an impressive battle. Uh, but I think the spotlight was taken by 93s, just because I think they're going into it too. Well, yeah, that was the that was people the were talking the about that, like meet. people talking about it, talking about it, and it, especially since Ray dropped out. If, if there was Ray versus Jesus, uh-huh. we'd be talking about the that. The graphic is still made for two white lights. We're waiting. I don't think we're gonna have to. I don't think. We're I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, the highlight coming in was we, we were all looking at Chance versus Keiko. That was that was the big matchup there. Um, what everyone was eyeing that, and it, it decently lived up to the hype. I mean, both of them put on a phenomenal performance. I mean, we didn't get a chance for it, the pull for the win. I but. mean, I, I, the I think the hype I was for there was me it was there for me because I, I was able to actually see the squats. Um, you, me, and Solana actually were yeah. just, like on a bench watching on your iPad. Yeah, we were in the break between the two sessions, and we had that up, and we were watching the squats, and it started off hot for change because that's what that's what I was like. I, Based on that, I'm like, I think Chance wins because I always, I mean, the funny thing is I side on the side of the, the big puller, but at the same time, like, 
Has the big puller like ever won? They have, but not like when, when you like have when, the like, bench you, that Keiko had. Oh, exactly. Like when have they beat an all around good lifter? I don't think ever. Right. It just came down to like this deadlift. I mean, I'm because Chance is a well rounded lifter, but I'm saying a guy who's just going to rely on that last pull. Yeah, has it ever it's always, really? Has it ever? I mean, they always get in a placing, and they always do something great, and they always like they come from like sixth to second or sixth to third. But have they ever like won? I'm sure there's an example. Either, I yeah, that's, Christoph, I'm, I'm Christoph, just asking. Well, actually, I'm just asking. I'm not I'll saying. Give you, like, I'll give you one. Christoph Wurzbecki. Yes, Christoph Wurzbecki. Okay. He never had a great. He had an okay squat, not a good bench, but he pulled so much more than anyone else during his time that he just would pull in. I mean, there's some other. Yeah, examples but too. I was just riding so high on that squat because Kans was able to out squat Keiko by a considerable yeah. margin. Right? Was it five kilos? Uh, seven and a half kilos, okay. but you're not gonna see the issue with Keiko is he's got a good pull, but then he's got a god tier bench. Yeah, he, he now he's the one. It's like, not Jake Amendola yeah. where the pull has a big drop off. <laughs> he still has a good pull, he's, and he, that's why I love him. That's why I love Keiko. He's just so well round, and he works so hard. Sixty five and a half kilos more on bench. You can't make that up. It, you just can't. I, I don't care how much you pull. You can't <laughs> make up. He's Mr. 60, bench. You can't make up sixty-five and a half kilos. He's Mr. Bench. He wins. He. I mean, that you could credit that win on the bench. Yeah, or 50, fifty-five and a half kilos. It's I still. I mean, anything over thirty is pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, if you like, you, you can't make. It's really hard to make that up. And chances, chances right now is kind of getting himself into the best puller in the world. Yeah. Like right now, he might be like if I'm looking thinking of. Deadlifters, I'm thinking of him, him and Sasha Stanovic. Yeah. <laughs> who is that? I don't even know. That's the guy we talked about that we had no idea who really was. He's from Germany. Oh, He's oh the yeah, no, that guy. The yeah, conventional that guy. Okay, now I remember. He was, he, we nominated him for the award, right? Yes. Okay. After never hearing of him before, but then saw that, like, oh, my and gosh, he's got a huge deadlift. So, yeah, Chance and Sasha Stanovic, who Sasha's going to Worlds. Mm-hmm. Well, he will be in that I, class. I, you know, they can't, based on how they choose these alternates, will be getting to Worlds, too, but... Chance's deadlift is he, Chance's deadlift right now is like trending on such a positive level, mm-hmm. and comparatively to everyone else, I think he's up there. Is yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's if I'm choosing a 93 for deadlifts right now, I'm choosing Chance. And if I'm choosing a deadlifter just to represent a untested power, I think I'm probably choosing Chance too. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's very possible. Oh, him I and mean, Taylor Atwood. Well, we may get to Jesus. His RPE, oh, yeah. Shit. His RPE <laughs> eight eight hundred and eighty something. I, I think it's eight eighty three or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we may have to talk about Jesus because that was. I know obviously Jesus is bigger, but that was. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean Keiko's just hard to beat. Nine for nine. I mean, yep. And really, and he did it in like Keiko has probably the most difficult journey in all of powerlifting, getting to these spots. He is never in a position where he can just coast. Never has he been in a position to do that. He had to fight. In 2019, I, you know, that was probably, like, he had to get that world spot. But then COVID a, fucks that up. And it wasn't a tight battle with Dixon. Charlie yeah. Dixon there. Charlie Dixon doesn't call, call them depth on that third squat. That's a tight battle with him and Charlie. So then you get that in 90, like, in 2019. Then in 2020, we're like, ooh, Connor Borker could win. Then Gavin Aiden actually pushes him to a, a to an extreme level that we didn't think that, like, maybe Keiko, Keiko has to pull for a win here. He needs to pull for a win in order to get this spot. And then in at Worlds, he's in an insane battle. And then at this meet where everyone is seemingly sandbagging or doesn't really have to do a 9-for-9 nine nine meet, he has to go 9-for-9 nine nine and beat Chance. Yeah. He is – that. that's why I love Keiko. 
If there's anything that, like, you guys have seen on a podcast is my love for Jonathan Keiko, and that's why. He is never in a position where he gets this fight. He just constantly fights. And right now he's winning everything. Yeah. He's winning these fights, and he almost comes in, like, sometimes the underdog and shit. Because, you know, conversations around the campfire, there was, you know, people picking chance. I was wondering, like, maybe that pull can get get him there. I don't know. I was kind of high on chance. Then he he did it. Well, I kind of mentioned to you. I, I, we, I, Chance had a good shot, but Keiko's the champ. Mm-hmm. You got to beat him before you're the favorite. So Keiko's still got to be the favorite there. Even if they go off to Worlds, Keiko's the favorite over Gavin. Keiko's the favorite over Chance. Even if you think the top end of Chance or Gustav or Gavin's going to be higher, you got to beat Keiko because mm-hmm. he's going to go nine for nine. He's a clutch well, pull uh, for the I wing guy. But I think that puts the ball into um, Gustav's and Gavin's court then because they didn't have to fucking – Go all out recently. It, you know, Gavin was able to kind of coast the power, uh, at, uh, of, yeah, um, that is true. That Island. definitely helps them. Yeah. And Gavin's more than capable mm-hmm. of doing that. So we're going to see there, like that might have, might, might put the advantage in Gavin's court, but that would mean that Keiko's the underdog or something, or Keiko has to fight again and he doesn't lose fights. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done it yet. Yeah, and I even even the way he wins, because I know in Florida it was just a bad travel. He had some just stupid shit happen to him, or like some really unfortunate stuff happened to him, and he was able to still win. He's he's unbelievable. I like there's there's a John Hacks of this world, there's a Taylor Atwoods of this world. Everyone's hero in powerlifting should be Jonathan Keiko. Just of how how well he responds to adversity. Yeah. Every time he competes, it's like it makes me feel like I could win worlds. Every time he does it, so I you know I'm happy to see it. I, I you know, I, but at the same time though, I really want to see Chance at worlds. Well, I really want to see Chance to win. I'm hoping he gets an alternate spot again because like Keiko had the experience of getting yeah. to worlds and Chance really wanted it too, and he he worked his ass off. And he's you you agree one of the hardest workers in powerlifting. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons I want to see Chance get a worlds bid because. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say it in a blunt way. I don't think he's the most genetically gifted lifter. He's, he's yep. obviously got decent genetics to do what he's doing. He's, he's them deadlift well leverage. built to do it. Good deadlift leverage. But the dude's just worked hard. Like, if you go look at his total, he didn't start out as some, like, seemingly incredibly gifted lifter. He's just been, he's just been grinding for a really, really long time. Uh, and has just worked his way up. I mean, he's had a lot of times where he wasn't even top five and just kept grinding and grinding and grinding. And now he's worked his way into one of the the best lifters in the world in this weight class. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's that's really yeah, an incredible work ethic from him. Also, of course, he was wearing the Stoics. Yeah, in the comp team, I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, he yes, was, yes, yes, represent." Thank little, you. A little you flex chance. on everything else being SBD in that entire yeah. place. The SBD Invitational. Yeah, what are you talking about yeah, and yeah, he was wearing the Stoic stuff. I was very happy to see that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, let's talk about that poll, though, right? Do we have mm-hmm. to give an opinion on the poll? Yeah, I think we do. Yep. We're, all right. Do you, actually, I'm going to let you go first. All right, and let me go first. All right. Or are you know, already, just, let me ask you. Are, no, are you right, white lighting or red lighting it? I'm red lighting it. All right, the third poll? I would have okay. been okay. We've talked about this. I'm on the opposite side. Pants, Steve's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't – Steve's Steve is a hater. Yeah, I'm a hater. I I, I want to I, I want to say it's a good lift, but I would have been a little bit more okay if the head judge had given a red mm-hmm. and the side judges had given whites. Because the fact is that kind of up and down motion is harder to see from the sides. Yeah, um, it's hard to see kind of that middle of the bar. Depends on your angle. 
The head judge, though, was straight on. I mean, you could even hear Ryan Lapidat on the live stream kind of give a sigh. Like, Wait, I thought Chance won. Oh, yeah. Did Chance, mean, didn't Chance he win? He did for one minute and 30 seconds. Oh, I thought Chance won. Okay. How many lifters did they have to keep track of? Two. <laughs> okay, cool. And... Really? All right, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love to say, I think, I mean, it's just my opinion. It, he, it's a good lift. I mean, he got it. it he got three white lights. I just would have, I, I would have thought it was, I, I'm very surprised that head judge at minimum didn't give yeah. a red light because. And I'll, yeah, and I'll reverse it. Yeah, that's, I, 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 when I saw it immediately, I'm like, yeah, red light it. But I'm, I'm, your, your take too. Two side judges, if they would have white lighted, I'd be like, yeah, it's hard to see. I, I guess, you know, I wouldn't be it's, – it's not the most egregious shit I've ever seen. That's one thing. Like, maybe if he – I mean, but we're talking about, like, revisionist history. He wasn't in a position to beat Keiko. Keiko put up a total that, like, Pants is a smart dude. You if know, that would have legitimately beat Keiko, then it would be an issue. Yes, it would. Then it would have been like, okay, you possibly just got this world spot over a lift that I think many of us thought was a red light lift. I – and I'm going to say it's a red light lift on my end. If I'm judging from the center, I'm, I'm definitely giving that – and I'm going to let the other judges do their job and see and or just determine what they saw. Yeah. And if they would have white-lighted it from certain sides, I would actually, I, seeing it in real time, I would have probably saw two red lights and one white light. That's yeah, because he also, he also, that he also twisted a bit. So one side was kind of mm-hmm. coming up. So, like, that's the, that's the thing with up and down sometimes is, is you can see – Side to side, the plate's going up on one side and down the other. That's not a that's not a red light. It's the center knurling of the bar. Mm-hmm. And so he very well, if you're from, I think it was his right side, maybe it was a little bit higher because he kind of twisted to his left. Yeah. Um, I, I could very well see that side giving a white light, and then maybe the center and the the the, the left side giving a red. Either way, he got it. That's an, still an incredible lift. Got mm-hmm. three white lights. Just our opinion. God. And uh, uh, again, we thought his his what was it? Eight oh four was nutty. Hmm. Look! Look at that progress. Yeah, he's just going to pull more. I, honestly, it was kind of interesting. I think he kind of said on a story too. Um, his best deadlift progress kind of came after his last meet. Yeah, like immediately after. Like he he seemed to get like a a second wind or some type of training effect from that peak into the volume. I assume. Um. So I mean, he, it's just it's progressing like newbie gains again. So I'm sure he's going to hit that and more um, definitively in the mm-hmm. near future. Yeah, and you know we'll see how how his alternates work because I think he's first in line. Yep. For that so I hope. I hope. Yeah, I, I'm willing to put a large sum of money on it. I'm a bad gambler though, but I'm willing to put a large sum of money that on he's it. gonna get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, I mean, if anyone wants to make bets with me, that's the easy way to win money. Based on how my March Madness went, I, like again, I hope did not he gets gain it. any money on it. Usually, you gain I some money on it. Madness. I'm just not sure why there wasn't a statement of how alternates were chosen. That seems. Been interesting to me. Mm. You know what? If he gets chosen, I'm just going to credit this podcast. Okay. Deal. Make, make enough noise. Hey, definitively, can't you get that alternate spot? It's set on two white lights. Mm-hmm. We're ahead of it. We're going to release this episode before everyone else, too. I think. I might just do it right after we're done. So Perfect. we can get that out there. So we can legitimately say that. So, oh. yeah, the 93 battle, and that's probably going to be the battle at Worlds, too. Yep. Looking forward to that one. Backtrack a bit to that first session, unless you have any more things to say about 93s. Nope. That was okay. awesome. Uh, someone that was uncontested but had a pretty good meet, Megan Scanlon. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get a chance to watch her lifts. No. Um, she was someone I was trying to go back and watch. We didn't get a chance to watch uh, 
I watched Kristen Dunsmore pull for the win. Okay. I did not get to go back and be able to see any of Meg Scanlon's squat or lifts or go back and watch Kristen or Chelsea's uh, squat and bench. So I was unfortunately, I can't comment too much other than just seeing that Meg went seven for nine, uh, 495 total in that 63 kilo weight class. Um, obviously she's got a tall task. She's in the weight class, uh, outside of Amanda Lawrence. The hardest person to beat in the world right now is Leah Beauvoir. Um, but still awesome to see Meg Scanlon. She's mm-hmm. been doing really fantastic. Yeah, weight uh, class battle stuff is going to be really difficult. Yeah, especially for Leah. S- since, uh, Megan's hired, uh, Kelly Mann, um, mm. from Australia. Her training has seemed to be going really, really well and has really kind of seemed to enjoy training a bit more lately. So, um, really cool seeing her. But again, I can't, I can't really comment on the performance per se or like how hard things were. I just see she missed her third squat and her second bench. It came back and hit it on her third. But, mm-hmm. um, yep, she's going to secure that world, that world spot for that 63 kilo class. And that kind of wraps up at least the women on the day. The only other thing to kind of talk about on day two is our 83s. And we got kind of two people to kind of talk about. I mean, it was, it was kind of a runaway win by Delaney. Yeah. He wasn't really contested. But we did have kind of a, a breakout star in Sean Jen. We got to talk to him today. I, and yeah, I really liked how he looked. His lifts looked really nice. It looked like he kept a lot in the tank there. Yeah. And I'm happy to see it because I – so I – Junior lifter too. Yeah. I And I liked the way he lifted Again, he seemed to keep a lot of things in the tank. It looks like in, I think, 11 weeks, junior nationals. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I think something like that. I think I talked to Sidor about it, too, and I think think they said around the same time is 11 weeks away. So, you know, and I would... June 18th, so yeah, 11 weeks. So I would would put him as a favorite right now. Because he can hit in competition. Because I think people get high on Sidor. Sidor doesn't hit things in competition. Yeah, we gotta see him put it together. Uh, we gotta see him put it together. He has gym lifts and a lot of times, like right now, like in a lot of his past lifts, I mean, I know he's super young. He's a team lifter. Mm-hmm. I think he's 20. I'm not sure. He's 19 or, he's, he's 19 or 20. So he's young as fuck. So I think the hype is around him, but he doesn't come close to those totals that, you know, he says he's gonna hit. 750 was a big total that he was gonna hit for a while and he didn't do it. And, I don't know, 760. I think 760, I think that's well within Sidor's wheelhouse. Yeah. Right now, but. I don't, I think, I think, I think Sean has a chance of 780, 790. I don't know how that works. Is Sean competing at Junior Nationals? I believe. I, I think that's what he said. Okay. I, I did, I didn't know how it worked. I mean, if you had to compete at Junior Nationals to get your Juniors Worlds bid or if they're going to transfer Sean's, uh. I, now I definitely don't know. Total over. Well, let's look. I can look right now to see because they're kind of talking about that. Like almost like I, I almost felt like they were talking about that this was like going to transfer over and whoever hit the bigger junior total was going to get it regardless of me. Um, that was just kind of what, which will kind of be shitty, right? Yeah, that's like I, I, you have you have the all of if you uh, especially if you have ten weeks or eleven weeks to prep over someone else's total. This isn't letting me scroll how I want to. Now, let's see. Yeah, I talked to Sean this. today. I don't. I can, Yeah, I don't want to miss. Yeah, he signed up. Okay, okay, so he is signed up for junior national, so he's competing again. So I, I assume that direct head to head is required to be able to get that junior spot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to him. And also, I just always like seeing new 83s kind of rise. And he's yeah. definitely on the upward trajectory. We have a there. ridiculous amount of people in like that 760 to 780 range in the 83s right now. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous amount. Yeah, and um, yeah, of course. The cream of the crop, though, is still in the USAPL. Yeah, uh, that weight class. I mean, so, you know, Sean, when you're, you know, you're doing your thing at IPF, like, there's a spot for you, USAPL, where you can battle with some of the, some of the other top dogs. 
And, um, yeah, duh, but Delaney Wallace, though. So, of course, I'm always rooting for Delaney, good friend of mine. Um, his meat wasn't quite sandbagged. No, that was a the bit, deadlift that was, was a little bit sandbagged, and his bench he misses opener. I didn't really get to see his bench press third. They were, they were hard, and his 300 kilo squat was. He could grind out a squat. I think he might have been able to squeeze two and a half kilos out of it, maybe. But I, I that worries me just a little bit, and I'm hoping that he recovers because I want to see him win probably more than anyone. Um, of course, I want the 83s to represent. Yeah, I want the 83s to win worlds. I want the 83s to sw- I, again. I want America, Powerlifting America and US Team USA to sweep IPF worlds, even though it won't happen. But I want I want to see the men put on a performance and dominate that type of meet. I don't know if it's going to be uh Tom. Yeah, I mean, or does it? Fuck, is it Tim or Tom? Tim Monagati. Tim Monagati. Yeah, I always forget his name. Tim Monagati's looking good. I yeah, mean, he's looking really, really good, and his really bench good. has really progressed. And yeah, he's he's a stud, and he's the one guy in the world right now that's not in America. Who I'm looking at 83s, and like he can go toe to toe with anyone in the USAPL. Yeah, I mean, I was really thinking maybe not Russ. I didn't. I don't think he's quite there yet, but I didn't think it was going to be that close of a battle. Um, until this meet and kind of seeing where Delaney's at. Um, I mean, my best guess is I, I mean, he was hitting some pretty insane training numbers. Now, he doesn't post well much. over seven. I think he hit 705 on squat. Yeah, then he posted a video. I mean, it was a while ago. Yeah. He posted some pretty insane training numbers on stories or posts or whatever it may be. Maybe Joey shared it. I feel like that was probably pre cut. Yeah, could have been. Um, that's he my, does have a little deflation in his numbers. That's my assumption there. I mean, we see the same thing with Russ, too. Russ usually has a bit inflated numbers when he's around that 200-pound mark. He has to cut down the 182.5 or 181.5 now, um, and we see it come down a little bit. And that, that's, that's just, that was just kind of my thoughts there. I mean, obviously, we need to hear it from Delaney. Uh, it wasn't like a, a bad total by any means. No, it was 810 still. Like, yeah, it was still 810, but, I mean, that is 12.5 under what he did at Nationals last year. And that – it. He wasn't sandbagging. And yet, if he would, yeah, if he would, if he would, because what Sean took a clear like sandbagging me at totally seventeen. Yes. So if he was sandbagging at a ten, that's I'd impressive. Like, oh, it, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like I would actually put him as a favorite, but it didn't seem to be the case. What I'm hoping for is he just had to do a meet that he wasn't like peaked for. Yeah, just yeah. wasn't completely ready for. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, and that could have been the case. Uh, but I mean, facts are facts. People listening to this, facts are facts. The squat was a struggle. I wouldn't even, I, God, for me, being 10 weeks out, I wouldn't fuck around and struggle with any lift. Especially yeah. when you got to meet one by 40 kilos. Like, I wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> just, just personally, I wouldn't do it. Um, I mean, and then the other, and then the, the bench was a struggle. Deadlifts, I think he did well on. Yeah, deadlift looked decent. He I think he had, deadlifts for, he, he had 320, solid. maybe had 325-ish. Um, so, and but, I just wouldn't do, I just wouldn't do it. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe. He, I mean, he's beaten me before many times. He's beaten me three times. I mean, based on the attempt so selection, though, maybe he's just the, the, yeah, he could do things that I can't do. Based on the attempt selection, though, I think they thought they were kind of sandbagging in it. Like, I mean, to open at 187 and then that only hit 190. What the fuck, Delaney? How about you start doing this when you're going against me? Well, you, how about that, man? I think <laughs> you are you save all the your magic total? ticket. Yeah, this, you, yes, are, uh, you you bring out the best Delaney ever, and like. <laughs> 
He, yeah, he, I mean, he, he, like, he, can never, he can never have a bad meet when to, I'm competing. Yeah, he needs to pay you to come to South Africa and do a training, a, a mock meet in the warm-up room while he's going. Yeah, well, considering I'm on, on ticket to lose probably a lot of money in Vegas, because that's what you do in Vegas is just lose a lot of money, I might take him up on that offer just so my financials are okay. Yeah. Nothing else, just, like, so I don't go in the red horribly um, at Vegas. Because um, I'm going to be losing money probably while I'm commentating. Probably. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, You'll find a way. Yeah. I'm just hoping, yeah, like I said, hoping that he just, you know, it's something that he he took a meet that he wasn't ready for. He took a meet that he wasn't really motivated to do, or he didn't peak properly or any of those things, and he recovers beautifully in 10 weeks. And I think he can. That's enough time for me still. Yeah. It, 10 weeks is enough time to put together a good program. Well, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it too. Like, let's say the weight cut is the reason. Yeah. He's at weight now. Mm-hmm. He's going to, he should have 10 weeks then to be at a maintenance yeah. level leading into it versus dieting it. If that's the case. We don't know if that's the case, but if that's the case, he's going to have 10 weeks at a maintenance level now to maintain that weight leading into the meet, and that should lead to a little bit better training. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm hoping I see that. Um, anything else from that that's, day? That's it for that day. we we'll moving on to the next one. We've got session one of day three today was all of the women 75 kilos and up. Um or 76 kilos. Sorry. We're going to start getting weight classes yeah, screwed up. I'm already doing that. I want to say 82s and um, Wasn't very eventful. I mean, we just basically had three runaway winners. Dana McNeil, Amanda Lawrence, Bonica Brown. Uh, just kind of running away with it. Um, Dana honestly impressed me more than anyone. I mean, we kind of know what to expect. Yeah, from, Dana's, Dana's a beast. We know what to expect from Amanda and Bonica. I mean, uh, they've already done it. Um, Dana, I didn't, I didn't get to see her bench press. I saw her squat and her deadlift, and I... Uh, I didn't feel like she went all out. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she had a little left in the tank, and she hit 532.5. Um, that was pretty solid. I mean, yeah. I could see her going 540 at 76, and that would win. 531 last year with Chandler Babb. Wait, hold on. Who's the New Zealand lifter who just destroyed that record? Oh, wait. I'm thinking 69s last year. Never mind. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm thinking 76 right Babb. now is like. No, you've got Jessica Buechner. 76, I don't know if Jessica Bittner's the. Favorite. Yeah, you got Jessica Bittner. I'm which thinking, is cr- which is a very crazy statement. Which is something I, I thought I wouldn't say post like 2018. Yeah, well, there's a New Zealand lifter and someone else too, there's and a two. Polish lifter. right? Yeah, that's that's a pretty stacked class. Yeah, that, like I don't know if that's that again. I, I said it. I just said it. I that's a crazy statement. Jessica Bittner for a while was like, okay, she's going to be probably the best lifter in the world. Yeah, soon, and now it's. I think that weight class is going to eventually yield the best weight lifter in the or the best power lifter in the world on the female side. But yeah, I agree. It might not be her. It's, it's such a That's pretty crazy. Crazy fucking comment. I hope yeah. it's her. Yeah. Or or of course, if it's not her, an American, not one of those Canadians. Yeah, he's okay with it. I make that joke all the time. <laughs> it's not me being insensitive. But yeah, Dana's got that seventy six spot. Waiting in light too. She only weighed at seventy three point six three. Amanda. Um, I feel like she, she has 625.5 total. That's about 10 kilos, 11 kilos under what she did at Worlds. Um, I feel like she went all out in bench. Bench, that was that was it. Um, squat, I think she probably had another 5 kilos. Deadlift more so, I think, is where she maybe sandbagged a bit more. 253 didn't seem very tough. I think she might have even had, like, 260. Maybe, like, 640 on the day, I think she mm-hmm. possibly had, which is about a little over what she had at Worlds. Um, still trying to kind of match what she did at that Minnesota local meet, but... Calling it, I literally said, "Why you're gonna? I mean, when you do a local meet, 
you're probably going to set your best total. Mm. It's going to be a little inflated, but um, she looked on point per usual. I mean, her battle come Worlds is likely not against another competitor. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's best a, lifter. It's a hard thing to even prep for. Yeah. She has the advantage, right? It's always because she's competing later. Yeah, always competing later. I mean, honestly, we're going to see that. Whoever wins between Leah and Amanda, maybe someone else too. Cool. Really what matters is getting her to Sheffield and seeing that head-to-head mm-hmm. battle. Yep, and that would be that would probably be, I think the pro, depends on what future holds for powerlifting. Yeah, I mean like, because Amanda and Leo, if I, it happens today, is the main event. Yeah, because like I mean, if we're doing a quick Sheffield thing, I mean if Taylor goes to Sheffield, oh, yeah, I forgot. You, you Man, Sheffield was announced, guys. We were a little yeah, we were late. Yeah, <laughs> Sheffield was announced. Oh, by the way, guys, I don't know if you knew this. IPF Worlds lifters care about money, and I thought that they didn't. Yeah, they all told us money was... They said it was priceless winning an IPF role. Yes, but now money matters. Yeah, they like money. I guess a lot of money's a good thing. Oh, also the contract that they signed with SBD. That's got to be free, right? They don't get any money out of that? I think they do. None? Oh, no, they got. They don't know. They do get money. Yeah. Oh, I guess some money is good in powerlifting. Ha, ah, fuck. If I would have listened to all the King of the Lifts episodes, I would have thought that money didn't fucking matter. Yeah. But it does. It is, there, there is a, there is a monetary value on winning IPF Worlds and, and it's, oh, there's a literal monetary value on it. If you win IPF Worlds, you could win how much fucking money are they giving out in Sheffield? $10,000 for records or something? Yeah, I don't know, but it's 330000 total. Oh, so, there, okay, so there's, there's a monetary value on it. Okay, yeah. so we found it, guys. It's not priceless. It's, uh, there's some money. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that's my, that's, them announcing Sheffield. Yes. <laughs> that's my, that's my take on it. I love Sheffield from the beginning. I love the fact that they're doing it. It's gonna be fantastic part of, for sport of powerlifting. I'm looking forward to it. I will watch beginning to end, but don't fucking lie to me and say that IPF Worlds wasn't about money and the money part doesn't matter. Do not lie to my face. I could be disrespected in a whole lot of other ways. Do not lie to my face and say you don't care about money. Bullshit. People care about money. Yes. Ugh, God. Literally the entire world revolves around sex and money. Yes. That is literally the two motivating factors of every human this being This is the on only reason why two white lights exist is sex and money. Yes. <laughs> it's sex appeal and all the money. Oh, two white lights is rolling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, now. now you can. We're talking <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about the women, so I'm gonna have to change my voice. Yeah, you're gonna have to. We're talking about Sheffield, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, but Amanda, but, I mean, I mean, she's probably gonna be the clear favorite, but it'll be really cool to see a more direct head-to-head battle. Um, I was kind of getting into it, but like at the men's side, um, maybe I'll be wrong, but like I don't know. Sheffield's kind of would probably be Taylor's to kind of run away with. I, yeah, I, but I mean, you know, he's he's human. Apparently, he gets yeah snapped up and trained. He is human. He did say in his, one of those great SVD videos that he. Uh, like when he's healthy, he there's not a list in the world to beat him. And there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be one this year that can beat him, if not two. All right, Bob and Ashton and Ashton. Okay, yeah. uh, Ashton. If we're still if waiting, healthy, we're still waiting to see Ashton. If, oh, yeah. if healthy, if, we're still waiting to see. I, no, that one's that one's still a tall order for me. We're still waiting to see Ashton unleash. He's still never done his three strongest lifts. <laughs> and then Bob, I've already said it on. I've said it, I think, multiple times. I think Bob is going to be the best lifter in the world by the end of the year. Okay, if, I thought I thought you were talking about if, Ashton. If, if USAPL could still go to Sheffield, I would choose Bob to win it. Ooh, all right, uh, that's I'll, a hot take. I'll say it. I'll that's say it. Take. Can't wait to make a graphic out of that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's nice. I like okay. that. I like the take. Uh, last one, Bonica. Um. She's wait, Bonica. 
I know. <laughs> Bonica. Yeah. Yeah, Bonica. We're just keeping up the tradition. Okay. You say Bonica, I say Bonica. I All think right. it would be wrong can't to change that. Can't wait for this one. Yep. All right. Can't wait to get a block from fucking <laughs> You'll get a block comment. because of my comment. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, they can't block you. No one knows who the fuck you are. They're too late. Uh, her bench, honestly, all three, li- oh, no, it was deadlift. Deadlift was maybe a little tough, but bench and squat seemed like she had plenty left in the tank. I mean, she hit four, 647.5, which I think was more than she did at Nationals last year, but right about it. Um, she definitely had at least another five to seven and a half on squat, probably another five on bench. Um, she definitely had more in the tank and really didn't fully go all out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, what else do we have that day? And it's going on to the men's side in session two. Okay, session two. Session two had a lot of interesting things kind of happen. Yeah, we had so a co- yeah, it was it was it was all over the place. One, you have the dropouts. Yes. Initially, that was how my day started. Was you telling me that Dennis yep. drops out? Unfortunately, Ray was already out. We knew the injury. Dennis dropped out. Blake Atwell dropped out. That was a which surprise. that was the top two nominated based off of previous totals in the hundred and twenty kilo class. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting because that really opened up the door to uh, your fellow teammate, fucking, Big Chief Lugo. Fucking Lugo. It was him versus fucking Tristan Nasalrod, but en- Enrique kind of had he, – he pretty much led it the entire meet. I mean, it got to the point um, – he pulled 342.5 on his third deadlift um, hard. It was a grinder, hard. Uh, but that really forced Tristan way out of pocket. Tristan was going to have to jump from 330 to 362.5, and he kind of broke the floor and got it kind of like to just below his knee, but that, that was that was just putting Tristan in a position that mm-hmm. was just overreaching. Enrique hit 920. Honestly, if Blake competed, that probably was going to be a decently close battle. Um, now, we know Dennis, if Dennis is healthy, I mean, he's he's pushed somewhere near that 1,000-pound mm-hmm. total. It's been a while. It's been a while. Total. It's been yeah, a long time. It's been a while, so, I mean, Enrique could have still been in there, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. Enrique... Going to Worlds. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see it. God damn it, Lugo. You bastard. Like that, it, he just doesn't meet in Texas, and he decides on a whim. I don't know if it's a whim, but he just decides like kind of last minute to do Powerlifting American Nationals. Now he's going to South Africa. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's insanity, and, uh, and he, I mean, I, he deserves it. Like, yeah. I don't like his decision making competing at Texas Strength Classic. And then competing at PLA, I, I don't, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it doesn't matter. He's going to Worlds, and I'm not. Yeah. So I guess you know, me being safe and close to the test doesn't matter. But yeah, that was honestly one of the better battles of the entire meet because I mean, like I said, Tristan had to take a shot to pull for the win. Um, that was a pretty close day throughout with him. I mean, both had some missed lifts. Um, Enrique missed a squat. Tristan missed a bench. Um, it was, it was pretty close, but Enrique comes out on top and he's going to be representing, um, the U.S. in the 120 kilo class. Yeah. And, you know, Team Leffler. Yes. We got, we got, we got our, we got our hands in everything. Use promo code TWL15. Especially now. Or I can use Lugo's code. Yeah. He's going to Worlds. Let's start selling some Leffler Bros merchandise to, um, South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on there. Well, 105s was I, I again. It, it's hard to do these recaps without like fully watching the meet. Because I got to watch all of it. Yeah, I know you got to like. It, it, no, I. Mikey D did not have the best performance, and no. it's because. God, I, I love me Mikey D. Yeah, I love tough. Mikey D. That 327 squat on his third was that was tough. Um, bench, I think that was Wait, tough. I can't remember fully. Was this then, his first meet back? Yeah, first meet back. Okay, so that may be knocking off the cobwebs just a little bit. 
Could be. I mean, his training though has been well over pretty this. Pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. I mean, I have like heard. Hair. I mean, and we're gonna talk about weight again. And I, everything about him. I've heard through the grapevine that Mike Mikey does cut a decent amount, so I don't know if that affected things. But the biggest issue for Mike um, was come deadlifts. Um, seemingly, we've been seeing just insane deadlifts from him um, in the 800 plus range. Um, he, he tried to pull 368 on his second, missed on grip, went up to 370.5 on his third, missed on grip. I mean, he still walked away with it. I mean, he still won by like 40 kilos over Brandon, or like 30 something kilos over Brandon Dudley. It wasn't really something where really Mikey needed to push as hard as he Brandon did. Brandon Dudley, who got one kilo more than one and a half kilos more than we. Oh. That was that was the that was the battle we were hoping to see at junior nationals and we didn't but I mean we kind of saw it because Brandon totaled a kilo and a half more yeah and we said interesting yeah interesting this is pretty interesting yeah I mean, we'll poke we'll, poke the bear a little bit we'll poke him a little bit <laughs> poke the, well, I mean we'll, the well, well that's again we want to be careful what we wish for because I may force Weez to go to powerlifting America and we can't have one of our biggest influencers go to powerlifting America we can't do it we can't afford it well. We'll make fun of Sean that his main competition is not Brandon Dudley. It's the guys winning the open class because they should not be competing against juniors anymore. Good point. That's good point. that's that's the point to make. <laughs> good point. I don't think you listen. Because well, you, good point. Wait, do you see what Brandon did? Yeah, yeah, good point. Brandon didn't go compete against juniors. Good point. He went in the open. Oh, that's another good point. You're making good points today. Yeah. So if if you if you want to compete against Brandon, you'd actually have to go to the open, not continue to compete against juniors. Mm. Yeah, mm. but yeah, Brent. So Mikey, I don't think he had the meat fully he wanted. If, if deadlift would have gone well, um, I think he was pulling. That would have been around like a nine twenty ish total. I think nine twenty ish, which would have been um, pretty solid. Um, honestly, I'm going to use Brandon though. Brandon had a really impressive meet. Um, yeah, he's he's struggled sure. with deadlifts a little bit. Um, didn't have an issue with lockout here. Um, had a really good squat. Didn't have the best bench day, but eight fifty seven and a half kilo total as a junior lifter. Is phenomenal. Um, I don't know. Let's go look real quick. I wonder if he's doing junior nationals and he's going to try and take a shot to go to junior worlds. Because if he did, um, he'd be very deserving and very competitive. Mm-hmm. Let's see yeah, here. you. Um, I, that'll be good to see. I yeah, mean, he is on the juniors roster. Yeah, so. he's yeah he's a he's a studly lifter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mikey's going to represent. Uh, we're going to see if he can kind of uh, – I, I kind of say Mikey and, and Delaney kind of were in a similar position where they, they didn't need to go all out, but seemingly kind of the, the conservative approach ended up being a little bit harder than they expected. Um, again, that might be because for multiple factors, whether it's body weight and cutting, whether it's the fact that, like, maybe they weren't truly peaking into this meet and so they didn't get the same, like, taper effect, uh, whatever it may be. But um, I'm a big Mikey fan. I know you're a big Mikey fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see him kind of really put it fully together – um, like he almost did, um, but unfortunately had that slight adductor tweak when he did at, uh, that, uh, was it Warcat meet? Yeah. Okay. Warcat meet. So, um, but highlight of the day, early favorite for performance of the year. Lifter of the year, maybe. Lifter of the year. Cause we already said, like, I mean, it raised performance mm-hmm. when he hit 2452 is the greatest performance of all time. And I'm putting that over Taylor hitting 838.5. Mm-hmm. Maybe a dot score, or especially not an IPF good lift score, which is garbage for these super heavyweights. Uh, maybe that doesn't account for that, and it's going to give Taylor an advantage. But if I'm going straight up, Ray's 2452 was the greatest performance in all time. And honestly, Jesus could have beat that and probably should have beat that today. He hit 2442. He went 1110. Um, and 
just freaking destroyed everything. 990 squat seemed like he had a thousand in there. Um, 257 bench. That was a little bit more of like a, a that that was kind of his top end. The most impressive lift of the entire meet though was his 402 and a half deadlift. Yep, that freaking flew. That flew. 2442, I believe. I might be a little bit off on the math there. 1110 total. Um, that uh, unreal, unreal. I mean, yep, we're early favor for lifter of the year. I mean, I I honestly don't know who can beat him because I'm not. There's no one in super heavies right now, and oh, then we have to look close. at the entire powerlifting and. That no, see, we're talking about like going all out at this meet, and that's like the lifter who I'm like, go all out, do it, because no one's challenging you at Worlds. Yeah, I, I wonder your, your we, Worlds is gonna be sandbag. We talked about that, and I wonder if he actually prioritized this one because like it was a home field advantage. Yeah, he, he had, wasn't gonna it have was travel. Perfect, it was a perfect meet for him. I think the travel hurts the super heavies a little bit more because obviously they got to eat a lot of calories, and so he oh. did great at Sweden though. He did, yeah. He's, he did. Uh, Daytona was a little bit rougher of a meet for him, but he did great at Sweden. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to guess Sweden might be a little bit easier than South Africa, though. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, from what I've I'm heard, assuming. South Africa the last time we were there was one of the not very good world championships. In the yeah, sense it's of kind like of quality. yeah, like kind of like it's kind of like uh, you know pull a card out of a hat. Yeah. So I don't, maybe you don't know would, what you're going to get out of Worlds sometimes. I, I wondered if he was maybe prioritizing this and really trying to go all out here, knowing that, like, Worlds, he's not really got... I mean, he didn't have competition here either. I mean, his closest competition was actually exactly. his brother. Exactly, so it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, and fucking Pablo. The, yeah. The the goddamn most chill, cool-ass dude you'll ever going to meet yeah. is Pablo. Totally. Pablo just fucking drips machismo. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus is the, uh, the intense, cerebral kind of one. Um... Fucking Pablo's the the like the swaggier kind of one. I love Pablo. Pablo's Pablo's a hang. He's a good dude. Yeah. And also he's he's the younger brother of a young lifter. You know what I mean? So it's like his future in the sport is insanity. And it might be the Oliveira's brothers just you know smacking people around at worlds. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Make that a graphic. Oliveira's brothers just smacking people and smacking people around the world. Doing some math real quick because I'm going to get into my question here. So Ray's total, that was the best ever that we've, we've talked about for a while. If Jesus ever beats this, Mount Rushmore, GOAT. Yeah, performance, ever, yeah. Was 11.12.5. Mm-hmm. Jesus hit 11.10. Yeah. I, I Maybe if he listens to this or someone listens to this that no, I, I, I would be kind of interested in the thought process here. I could ask. Of why they went 4.02. Point five. That was an American record, so they could have gone three kilos and went eleven thirteen and chipped race total by point five. And based on how four hundred two moves, I think that would have been fairly easy. Now maybe 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 it was a matter of the fact of they didn't think that was going to move that easy. But I did see an attempt change. They actually were going lower. I think they had four hundred in at first, and then they did an attempt change and raised it to four hundred two point five. But that really didn't give him anything extra. Again, like he's trying his his goal from this get go is to pass Ray, either whether it's head to head or beating the all time legendary total. I was a bit confused of why you just didn't put three more kilos on there, take the chip, get it by a half kilo. Yeah, I I I don't know either, but I don't know. It would have to be the goal, but at the same time, you don't know like conversations that are being had. You don't know if. He's going to try that at Worlds and just demolish the record or try yeah. to demolish the record. Like, 
I don't know. But, I mean, well, it's just it's just a question. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering why. I think someone will probably reach out. Doesn't diminish how. No, again. that's what I mean. Because all right, so Ryan says something during the live stream, and it was you can't think of Jesus without thinking about Ray. I'm at a point now where I'm thinking about Jesus and only Jesus. It's 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 gonna be come on. No, in the current. Well, I'm it, gonna say this in the current time. Why why even do this anymore? in the current time? Why Ray, even talk about it? Right, these two. Well, in the current time, yes, yeah. I hundred percent agree with that. There's no more competition. Yeah, in the current time, but the biggest total—it's just like talking about any world record. If you want to break, you want I to guess break any the, record. Yeah. You want to break a record, you got to beat it, and he still has yet to beat Ray's record. He's he's two and a half kilos off. Now, again, I see. I honestly, if I'm looking at Ray when he did his meet versus Jesus. Jesus looked like he had more in the tank. Jesus is a fucking it's animal. It's just a matter of time before he's, he demolishes that. And probably – he's going to go 2,500 very soon. This stupid, like, uh, thing – was it built different, like what people say? Jesus is the only guy – him and probably Ashton Rusko who are just built different. That Jesus is a super heavy, but he's, like, an insanely athletic super heavyweight. The dude's fucking jacked. Yeah. The dude does things that I'm like, oh god, he's he's on his way. And like, I I remember in 2020 seeing him be like, oh, this guy's a beast, and then just seeing him develop, I'm like, oh, uh, like he's getting really strong. Dude, after that 990 squat when he beat his chest, I literally was like thinking like, I went through he puberty. He snapped me like a twig. Yeah, I went like through he if he if he slap fought me, he would literally knock my head off my body. Yeah, he's a guy like you know you go like I joke around with him. Like, I throw some jabs in. I'm like, fucking, you probably want to stop. Like, because then, like, I'm like, what happens if he gets mad? One, I'm going to shit myself. Because, like, if he gets mad, it's just like, all right, well, fucking, like, I know what's going to happen when, <laughs> if this turns into an actual confrontation, it's over. He just has to look at me wrong or say something, which will get me running. But the he is, he is the new era. Yeah. It, he is the new era of lifter. He's going to blow away. I think he's like I said. I think he's going to go twenty five hundred within the next year, and that's the greatest powerlifter of all time. If he does that, I'm, I'm literally going to say the greatest of all time. Yeah, I don't even know. And at the because same time, like I don't even know if we, we need longevity. We, we always argue like pound for pound, but I, I'm in agreement. If you do twenty five hundred raw natty, you're the greatest powerlifter of all time. Done. Mm-hmm. Put in the bag. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't even think that's his end goal. That's crazy. Well, the, I, I don't know what, like, I actually think I had a conversation. I was like, what do you do from here? Like, people chase chase Ray, you know, and they talked about chasing Ray, and that's totally fair. Chasing Ray is a big thing. Like, Ray Williams is a legend in the sport. He was the um, face of the sport for about yeah, four he, or five and, years. I mean, he was one of the few guys I knew when I started powerlifting. The only dude that's been on, like, top ten plays on ESPN. Yeah, he's he's a legend, but I think not, we should be at the point now it's like, let's – not forget about it, but let's kind of like start talking about Jesus just about his own personal accolades. And I don't know if he's even okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, because Jesus is a guy who has great respect for that, and he is a very goal-driven person. Mm-hmm. But I I think we're just at the point now where it's like we can't just like, okay, what if Rayo comes back? It's like, it ain't happening. No. Ray is Ray, not, Ray is not coming back to me. And, it, like, it's – it's it's just the it's the new wave of powerlifter, and Jesus is the new wave. He is a new wave super heavyweight. He's a new freak, and what happens in all sports? They are more athletic. They have maybe a little bit more longevity. They do more freakish things. If you look at baseball, 
Like if you look in what they were looking like in the nineteen you know nineties. Actually, I want to use 1990s around steroids. Uh, 1970s to like now, they're super athletes. That kind of what Jesus reminds me of, just a super athlete. Yeah, Duke could just do like 15 pull-ups, and and probably and jump to get there too, and jump on the thing to get there. And what's insane? And honestly, we said this. We'll talk about Ray. We said this about Ray. The most impressive part to me about Ray, to an extent, was not his 1080 squat. It was his deadlift because mm-hmm. super heavyweights are not supposed to deadlift that much. Yeah, that 402 deadlift was the best, was the greatest deadlift I've ever seen in IPF history. Because mm-hmm. we talked about you talked you brought up chance. Yes, there's a body weight difference, but we actually tend to see a negative correlation once you get into yeah. the super heavy. Like the the like yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean strength, that you should. Deadlift strength typically peaks around the 105 class. That's usually where we see the biggest deadlifts. And then because of leverage disadvantage, as the body weight increases, we start to see deadlifts taper off. The fact that it's just a matter of time. I mean, he could have done it today. He's going to pull over 900. Stiffy, too. On a stiff bar. Yeah. Will he be the first USAPL? That was the biggest That was the biggest poll in IPF history. Mm-hmm. In USAPL, in, in drug-tested history, that was the biggest poll today. Holy shit. Yes. I mean, the only person I think that has any chance of ever getting close to that and beating him is Lee Girth. <laughs> <laughs> and 99% of people listening don't, yeah, understand, don't understand the, the reference. Joke. I mean, maybe if they tune in the Texas Strength Classic recap yeah. where I just scream Lee Girth the entire fucking time. <laughs> Lee Girth is a fucking unit. If the Girthquake fully re- unleashes, he probably pulls a 1,000. Lee, yeah, Lee Girth is a fucking unit. Um, I was I was expecting – I was going to say Ashton Ruska, but Lee Girth. Yes. <laughs> Length and girth, league girth. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and that, that to me was a highlight. And almost like there wasn't much expectations for politics in America because we all knew what it was. It's not Raw Nationals. It's not like the – Raw Nationals is a battleground. It's a – it's there's so much things going on. There's so much placing going on. You could you could be in first and drop to third. Mm-hmm. You have an Ashton Ruska, 19, 2019. Yeah. Drops to third like this, like this all-time lifter. That's what happens, and that's because of the competition. If you went to politicking America without any competition, it's like, okay, easy, coast. Yeah. And so we had expectations for it, and like Jesus kind of like – he was able to highlight this in such a yeah. good way. If it's he, such if, a good marketing if for Jesus, Well, if Jesus wasn't in this meet, I'd walk away saying, oh, it was good. It was, it was a well-done meet, but I probably wouldn't remember it because – uh, like even though Keiko did really well, Keiko's done 888 before. He's done more than that. Keiko has incredible, like incredibly memorable moments. Too. This is Jesus's, like this was his moment, yeah. like right. I mean, one of his many moments that he's gonna have in his career. But that was like this is what I remember now. It wasn't his IPF rules performance. It wasn't his nationals performance. It was him hitting that squat and then just pounding his chest to the crowd. It's my time. That is what I'm gonna remember from this meet. And I didn't even watch the whole goddamn thing because we were. I watched his deadlift. Yeah. It was just – yeah. He's he's on another world. Yep. And unfortunately, we can't release the graphic. Well, I'm going to – I'm going to first Ray because we've no. had it made for a long time. Well, it's not even a competition. I'm going to say one thing that's very interesting. So IPF good lift score sucks yeah. for heavyweights. Um, it's just garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nothing against IPF. That's just the score's garbage. Um if Jesus did that at the VA Pro, he would have only lost Ashton, I think, by three dots score, three dots points. Now, again, 
That still doesn't give credit because I think if I was to take Ashton's performance at the VA Pro versus Jesus, I'm taking Jesus. Yeah. But, it's just a money thing, I guess. But Jesus had talked to us before about how he didn't want to be an excuse of coefficient scores. He was going to find a way to beat them even if the heavyweights are disadvantaged. Um, yeah, he might do it. Yeah. I'm, well, that's the thing now because I, I think I was talking to Jamal Browner about, like, just, um, just powerlifting. Like, the – like what to look for, powerlifting American Nationals and all that stuff. Jesus benefits from staying in powerlifting America and going to Sheffield. He will gain money, but also like uh, I got to see the payouts. He would gain money from from work at records, right? And his weight well, class? maybe records, and if they're going to reward heaviest, uh, we we don't know how they're. I, well, I don't know if I'm. I, well, I don't know. With the, with I've had some information. Him winning worlds, but the, the financial, I think, incentive for him staying in the IPF is better. Yes, I agree with and that. And also the competition-wise, it's like in – I mean, I I because I know, you know, how close they, – they, they are close. I mean, the, the the TSS crew, like they are close together. Like I'm maybe beating Ash would be a big – maybe beating Ash would be a better victory than beating certain other people as of right now. So I got to see before I say it's financially better. I'd have to see how they're actually truly doing the uh, scores for Sheffield. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what I've kind of semi been told. I don't know too much information, but they're going to change a little bit of how they have it set up. Um, I've got to see that first to see it. Like if it was if it was how it was before and it was like based off a good lift score, um, he's screwed off of that. Um, because he'd have to do something just – I think he had to do like 2,700 or something like that if you have a chance to compete with like a tailor. Um, but if they're if they're doing some other things that are more weight class-based or if they're doing things like heaviest total, then yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to win all of those. Yeah, I agree. Um, excited to see it. And I guess that's a recap. Hey, yeah. guys, we don't hate you. We're going to do a recap on it. We're just busy. We're, guys, I wasn't ignoring you. I was just busy. I didn't answer your text because I was busy. Legitimately, we were busy. We haven't been sleeping. No, we haven't. It's been bad. It's not been a good week. No. It's been a very I'm busy I'm so week ready to be home right now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be good to go. I'm actually saying it's going to be go back good, good to beat fucking hell. A lot of talking. A lot of talking this week and last week. It's going to be good to go back to work. It's not a common, I say. It's been a long time. To just wake up at 6.30 and then go to work and then work out and then go bed at 11. It's going to be nice to do that. Haven't done that in a while. I'm going to Charlie Yang's house. <laughs> this. I'm not. I'm going to bed. Yeah, I, I figured. So Enjoy that'll your... do it. Yep. Uh, I thought you were going to do the voice again. You want to do you want to do the voice for the next episode? You want to talk a little bit? I don't know. There's a lot of minors for the next episode. I don't know. Yeah, the next episode we can't do that, but (laughs) we won't be able to. This is probably my favorite episode ever. I've never gotten to look at you live the entire time. You get to see how animated I am. Not just animated, just how darn sexy. All right, let's let's cut this out. Um, (laughs) Next episode is going to be our Frat Nats recap. I apologize for taking so long. It's a lot to organize. It was the biggest meet in history. It was 1,800 people. It was freaking ma- – people don't even understand the enormity of it. Yeah. It was I, freaking massive. It yeah, was I bigger. really want to record this episode now, but we just can't. We don't have time. We will be here till 11. Like, like people who thought, like, 2018 and 19 Ron Nass was huge, freaking collegiates and teens in high school was insane. Yeah. The audiences every day with the schools all watching. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was too – 
I saw everyone I ever knew in powerlifting pretty much there. I saw a bunch of teams. It was awesome. I really want to do this recap. It's going to be fantastic. You know, I, it's, uh, it's, a, it's the same. I have to go do it a little bit too late. I really wanted to get it out there, but it's only going to be seven days since the end of June. But, it, like, that's a crazy thing. Teen Nationals was, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. That's how fucking crazy this thing, because it has to be all contained within this recap episode. We need employees. We need to make this a full-time job so I can <laughs> do these goddamn episodes on time, because that was such a long – and it's the meat probably I want to recap the most. Yeah. Because of how much I loved it. So we're going to get there. See you guys later. See you Friday? Yeah. Thursday. Uh, I'll release it Thursday. Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Peace. Peace.